there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money Maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Welcome to Spidey's 16th Minute. We're so excited to be here. He's like a hostage. (laughs) Hello. Welcome. Well, if you can do a better intro, why don't you? No, I just say you're the intro person, but that was not your normal, like. That's very critical. No, that. Okay. With your criticism, you're going no, to have to do No, you it bring me. No. You're the intro I just, person. I not. listen to it every week. I'm, I'm your producer. No. Honey, we don't have time for we these really games. Don't. Oh, All yeah. right, so we're going to play a game. Are you the jerk? Uh, I think you just won that one. You, you Are won? you the jerk? I think it's called <laughs> I am the asshole. This is a <laughs> oh, trending. We're going to rename it. Well, um, gonna, okay. This yeah. is a trending thing on Reddit, and everybody's on Reddit nowadays. Well, first, we're going to do a little catch up. So... It's been an intense two weeks at our house. I had my surgery. Everything is so far so good. It was for our listeners just catching lot. up. Maybe you should specify what the surgery okay. was. I know? had um, my breasts redone, so that was a lot. I was under for eleven and a half hours. Surgery went really well. Post surgery, I was there for two days at the aftercare facility. Or was it a day and a half or two days? I'm not sure. But then I had to leave because another guest was coming. So I ended up going to the Hotel Bel Air, which is a good choice because I could hardly open like a drawer or a refrigerator. And it was really hard. Like I wanted to be with the kids. And I was, um, you know, having a hard time being away from them. So Spencer would bring them and then come. And my mom was there. And there was just a lot of coordinating and pain and you know, it's just been, Spencer's just had a blast, like the most fun of his life, I think. I, you know, when I look back, this will be maybe the most memorable few weeks of my life, which is saying a lot. I've had a an outstanding life and um, yeah, it, it was very special. But now I can know I can just hang out with your mom all day long and just be housemates and that should have i think if there was ever a reality <laughs> show to have been filmed producers missed that um that was I feel like they missed you said something very sweet you're like well i'd never have this opportunity to spend so much time with your mom and you said that yeah that's what i'm saying it would have been a, a great team. show yeah you guys are such a good we team we were a so. team that's it. just like uh on survivor <laughs> when you team up with somebody um so, yep. And then I have, I went to the hospital myself the other day because I finally hit a, a max on caffeine and thought I had, I mi- 
thought I was convinced I had a heart attack or two of them. But according to my whoop data that I showed the ER urgent care doctor after he did the EKG, I was actually fine. And then he looked at me and said, do you ever get anxiety? I was like, excuse me, <laughs> doc, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm just saying, you know, some people, it feels like you're having a heart attack when you're laying in bed and you're thinking about the world. And I'm like, sir, do you like watch my Snapchat or something? <laughs> so I didn't have a heart attack. That's exciting. But I've definitely dialed back my caffeine. Like today I didn't do two scoops of pre-workout before the podcast. I just did one and a double shot of espresso. So there's that. And then uh, what else? Just we're just living the dream. We finally uh, closed our deal for the reality show that now we have to go film and sell. So, you know, that could be airing soon on TikTok. Um, we took Gunner to the Nutcracker. So that was great. And I wasn't sure if he would like it or not. And he loved it. He didn't even want to leave at the final bow. We're like, all right, we got to go because I didn't want to be in the crowd of people and risk getting elbowed and everybody getting up at the same time. And it's just the kids running everywhere. So it's like, let's just get up at the bowing, which I know is rude and you're not supposed to do that. And I never, ever would do that if it wasn't a medical thing. And Gunnar was, <laughs> like, was like, they're still on stage and loved it. So that was really rewarding. And now I'm trying to get these Polar Express tickets because it's completely sold out. And I told Gunner years or like we've been trying to look for tickets for years. And last year I was pregnant and then I just had the baby so I couldn't go. And he's been telling me all year that this is like one of the only things he wants to do. And he keeps bringing it up. And I just found three tickets together. There are no freaking tickets on the train. So I think next week after the podcast, I'm going to take Gunner. And I'm going to go because every day driving is getting a lot easier and muscle movements getting a lot easier. And I feel like I'm starting to, I think today was my fast, my best turn of recovery. I felt like a completely different person today. So I think all the recovery has just kind of been building and the muscle movement. And today I am feeling my best. I got the best rest. So I think one week from now I'll be and that's three weeks post-surgery. So I'll be able to lift tw over 20 pounds, start working out. So that's actually the perfect timing. Maybe not lift the baby quite yet is what he's saying, but I will be fully capable to drive down to the Polar Express. Wow. Definitely take lots of photos and text them to me. I will, because you'll be with the baby putting him to bed. It's too late for him. Oh, you know, that baby and I are we're spending a lot of time together. <laughs> he does cry every time you leave. Yeah, because he likes just pooping all over me and making me clean his diapers. Yeah. Well, and, at least I'm not pregnant with another one. So that's... You know, as you said, yeah, yeah. that would have been God's will. And <laughs> clearly it was yeah. not. So well, the Lord... The Lord. The, the Lord does justice. You're doing funny, yeah. Whenever, we'll see. Um, so, Still change the, the subject. Journey. We just, you know... What else? Um, Heidi released her first uh, song in almost 15 years, uh, streaming everywhere. It's actually a song from back in the day. She, as she said, an amazing paper magazine profile they did on her. She told the story of recording the song. It's pretty much how they based off uh, the show The Idol. 
off of this experience. I think somebody may have been involved. And Heidi was like, they were copying Jocelyn because Heidi actually went and recorded this song, Bad Boy, in a party house. It was like kind of cultish, sexy vibes, drug dealing, energy, party. Not intentionally. So (laughs) we always went to... These studios, these like beautiful, pristine, expensive studios next door was like Britney Spears. You know, there were like all these huge recording artists that people would rent out. And so this guy said, I have a studio at my house. Just come record it here. We're like, great. We'll just come. Didn't say there was a party going on. Didn't say I'd be recording it like on the floor with like some foam surrounding me. So we show up to the house and there are people everywhere. And we're like, are we at the right place? And like, we kind of walk in the door and there are parties going on. There are people partying around me, like recording. They were like, I right, get out of the room for a minute, like shutting the door. And it was like so crazy. I think we recorded it in like 20 minutes and left. But it is one of my favorite songs. And I love this song. People ask why I didn't put it on the album. I never intentionally didn't put it on an album. I just didn't put it on the superficial album because we had more of a through line and a sound for that. We had LP write most of the songs on there and Kathy Dennis, Stacey Barth, Steve Morales um, produced most of the songs on there. So it was just, I thought that Bad Boy would be on the follow-up single and life didn't quite pan out how we thought. So it was exciting to be able to bring this fan favorite, this underground fan favorite and be able to stream it. We have a few other songs coming too that we're very excited about. But my Spotify, I just want to thank everybody who has listened to any of my songs, all the streaming, all the Spotify, all the Apple music, because this was the best year of my music and for making all do it go viral. I think it had 38 million. We can round up from 33. Yeah. Well, technically. I think it's 33 million. And then uh, 37.2 million and the year is not done. I'll do it. Total. Total listeners. Uh, Yeah. yeah. 4.2 million. Oh, so yeah. Anyways, I memorize all these, honey. I'm very invested in your music career. So we also tracked down the first music producer that Heidi ever went in the studio with uh, David Foster's producer. And she recorded this song with Kara Gordia, and this is when she went into David's studio in Malibu. David made her sing on the piano, and he's like, okay, you've got tone. We can do this. And then they wrote, Heidi wrote with Kara this amazing song. But at the time, the A&R from Warner wanted to go with body language, so we didn't buy this song, but we just went back to his producer. He found the files. We bought the song on Monday. We Last Monday, we just got it mastered and it's coming out January 24th, which is very exciting. So, uh, yeah, Heidi's music is doing so well. It's like we're definitely going to China. And my friend, um, a friend that I don't remember his name. I want to say Jake, (laughs) Jake. I think it's best Jay. friend. Best friend. He just got back from China and he's got all the connects. So China's really happening because he was sending me photos of him at Douyin headquarters, which is like China's TikTok. So he's got all those plugs and he had a sold out stadium. And I was like, whoa. And respectfully, like he's not selling out stadiums here and is in China. I was like, oh, we thankfully I love Chinese food. Like I could easily spend a couple months in China just living it up, 
go to the Great Wall of China, go to Beijing, that's popping. It's always great to see the world. Shanghai in China? Pretty sure in the James Bond movie. So yeah, I'm not going to show how uneducated I am right now. I'm going to research more (laughs) before we go there. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to get on Wikipedia. And then another great story happened. One of my favorite memories. Oh my gosh! I just told the whole world this story because it was just so funny. And now I know it's really just a State Farm commercial reenactment. Which I didn't know until people sent after. So the other night, I put the baby to sleep because that's my job at daddy daycare. <laughs> and I put my headphones on to scroll in, you know, silence. And then my friend calls me and he's going on his first undercover operation for this, like, this mission. And I am curious to know what he's going to wear to blend in in this environment. So I whisper to him. Excitedly. Because I am excited. He's going on an undercover Oops. operation. I say, uh, you know, I say, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Exactly what, that yeah, smile. What are, you, what, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Like, and Heidi walks in and goes, <gasps> who are you on the phone with? Like, who are you talking <laughs> who are you to? Who are you talking to? I what flipped the screen so like, fast. Hit speaker. Didn't care if the day woke up so she could hear my friend be like, black hooded sweatshirt and <laughs> jeans and a hat. <laughs> I mean, I've been seeing Spencer this excited and whispering a long time. What are you wearing? I'm like, I didn't, I didn't wink. I said whisper. <laughs> I know, but you winked when you just did it. Are you all excited? Your face I was. It's his first mission. And I was wondering how he thought he could blend into this, you know, around these bad guys. So now when anyone walks in our door, he's like, I got a story for you. I'm <laughs> like, you know what? Shut the story. Get a new one. You told it to everybody. Let's keep it moving here. Well, uh, we got more good stories. Not, what and else? that one's told. So. Um, I didn't catch up on The Bachelor in Paradise. I saw the one I thought was going to be the finale, and it it ended up not being. So, um, yeah, so I, behind I'm, on that. I'm behind on that. I haven't really watched any TV except for a few Christmas movies here and there. But recovering's tricky. You don't really have time for anything, but you have time for things, and it's like a weird. Yeah, it's also tricky when you don't take the like painkillers they told you to take. Heidi's just like, I'm gonna toughen this out. I'm like, you're not like in a battlefield. Like, take the painkillers. I know, like, but I want to be like really aware. Oh, you're aware. With the kids, you, are you know, I want to be like present and aware. And I'm like, okay, and it might be good to have pain and some of the ways to know my real body's boundaries and limits. Like, ah. I took some of the painkillers for a few days when I was at the hotel. And then after, you know, I was like, okay, I need to like be really aware. And and if I have pain, then I need to know I have the pain. And we are such different people. It's <laughs> wild that we are so perfect for each other. Let me tell you, I'd still be at Hotel Bel Air. I'd be zooming <laughs> in this podcast. I would, I would be in bed zooming yeah. in right now. Yeah. And I'm up day three, like crying, where is my son? Where's my babies? Bring him here. And since there's like, everything's fine, just hang out here and I'm like we gotta get the Christmas tree we also got to see the president's motorcade on the way to Nutcracker that was very exciting it's pretty cool how they just closed the entire was not exciting they just closed streets completely down I was like wow you know maybe you have enough (laughs) cops where you could just do one lane and we could like it was pretty awesome it's very stressful because we were already running late for the Nutcracker and then God used it for good and rerouted us to a different way. And we got there on time, but they actually delayed the whole nutcracker because nobody could. Gunner told all the police on motorcycles to have a great day and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas made them very 
excited. Yes, I have I a was. lot of smiles. That was very sweet. Gunner has a little, um, a few songs that he's going to sing on Friday that we'll be there for. So that's our Christmas thing. And then the Polar Express. And then we're going to go to a little petting farm. And that's pretty much it for um, our holiday stuff coming up. And then the biggest news of the week, if you for some reason missed it, Taylor Swift was honored with Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Uh, I just skipped right to the, you know, reputation era energy of the article because I'm getting ready for the Rep TV. And let me tell you, I find it so funny that you, you know, if you watch TikToks of where Kim K went on Andy Cohen, I don't know the date, but, and Andy's like, how are you and Taylor? And she's like, oh, you know, we've, everyone's moved on from that. Like, oh girl, no, 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 no. Because Taylor hit her with just scorched earth. Quote of the century was, I pretty, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but she says that, uh, she used to think, try to take out your enemies, get revenge, but she realized the trash always takes itself out. The one thing I'd say to that, Tay, at our house, it doesn't because Heidi has me taking the trash out and I wish it took itself out. So that's a strange metaphor because the trash doesn't actually take itself out. I don't, I, I like it. Get Maybe she has a, a robot. I mean, I think the trash takes itself <laughs> out at Taylor's estate. So it should be like, I forgot that people take <laughs> you know, the trash out themselves. Like, so. um, you know, Tay, I, maybe that's like a quote and I just don't. It has it. to be. Somebody like, she's so trash, smart. She knows. But yeah. the other thing I found entertaining is uh, she thought it was very metal, was the quote that Travis like called her out on a podcast for not letting him give her the uh, his friendship bracelet. And that's what kind of kicked off their romance. Oh, really? Yeah, she liked that. Oh. Mm-hmm. He, knows. he knows how to play that game. Yeah, he, he got is. her. Now good, he, good job. So there's a game, and it's called Am I the Asshole? Ooh. And I said, said a potty word. And I said I don't want to name it that because I don't like that context. I think it makes like I think it's too much. So I I thought it's already a game. You can't rename it. No, I already did. So I renamed it. Am I in the wrong? Okay. That's not the Reddit trend. So then we're not Well, I'm not gonna keep saying that word. And I'm not gonna I don't like that. Oh, I'll say it because I like to be trendy and popping on Reddit. Well, we'll both rephrase it. Uh, Am I the asshole? Here we go. Okay. Great. Okay. So the first one is related to acting and casting. So I thought that this might be good for Spencer because he's got that James Franco movie coming up. Okay. We got, I got an update too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, great. Um, Am I in the wrong for rejecting an actor based on his height and looks? I'm directing a... play and the lead character is a charismatic warrior and he's a seasoned womanizer. Naturally, this lends itself to being reasonably robust, tall, and good looking. One guy tried out for the role and he was decent. However, he's extremely short and by that I mean below five feet tall. 
He's very skinny and not very attractive. His acting was decent, but not amazing enough to belie the obvious suspension of disbelief one would have given his physical mismatch with the role that he's playing. I opted for somebody who's also decent, not great in the acting department, but fit the physical description far more. One of the people working with me on the play is upset with me for, quote, discriminating, unquote, against the first guy for his looks. I think it's a silly concern. He doesn't meet the criteria, so he's not a good fit. It's fairly simple. She thinks I'm, quote, shallow A-H, unquote. But I think hiring actors that either A, fit the physical description, or B, are good enough actors to overcome the mismatch is common sense. Am I in the wrong? No, of course you're not the asshole, because... Let's I'll use a perfect example. Jack Reacher, one of my favorite novel series, read all the Jack Reachers. And when I first heard Tom Cruise was getting cast as Jack Reacher, I almost didn't go see the movie because as a Jack Reacher fan, I know Jack Reacher is 6'8", 300 pounds of muscle. And I know how great of an actor Tom Cruise is, but I couldn't get past the disbelief that Jack Reacher is supposed to be able to fight nine grown biker gang type dudes. And from my knowledge of fighting, respectfully, I don't care how good a fighter Tom Cruise is with his size. He's not going to be able to fight like a biker gang one on eight. So now you're not the asshole. I ended up seeing it. And only because Tom Cruise is such an incredible actor, I could play pretend. But if he had been a bad actor and been that size... I would have never, I wouldn't have finished the movie. So you are not the asshole. I also don't think that you are in the wrong on this because that's part of Hollywood. That is Hollywood. Do you first fit the description and then are the best actors in every movie? Probably not, but they have to have a compromise. Like, are you the character? And then also, do you have the credibility? So I don't think so. I think also that person is in the wrong for being so rude and judgmental of you when you're just doing your job. Yeah, that person's the That asshole. person is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Put that on Reddit. Put some holiday cheer in there, okay? That's great. That's perfect. Okay. Well, let's move on to a holiday-themed um, Am I in the Wrong? Okay. Am I in the wrong for canceling Christmas at my boyfriend's house? For some context, I, a 23-year-old female, live abroad for study and am in a relationship with a guy who's 24, he's a male, and who was born and sorry, who was born and grown up there. Um, seeing as flights for Christmas were too expensive for me to return home, him and his family offered for me to spend the holidays with them in his hometown, one hour away from where we both live now, from the 20th to the 30th of December. The other day, when discussing the plans for December that we have, he mentioned that he's planned a Christmas dinner and night out in a club on the 23rd, the Saturday before Christmas, with his friends from his hometown. Not many of them have girlfriends, and it's a pretty big group of just guys. He told me that on that night, I'd have to stay at home with his family. Here's the thing. I have no problem with meeting up with his friends over the holidays. He absolutely should. But I feel so weird about staying in on the Saturday night, as probably if I was in my home country, I'd also be going out with my friends. It makes me wonder if I should go at all, as I don't want to feel like he's essentially babysitting me as I don't have any family or friends in his hometown. Should he go on the night out? Should I stay at home with his parents? Should I have been invited on this night out? Is he being inconsiderate? <laughs> he is definitely an asshole. You should just break up with him. And in my opinion, that's like, 
I try to do that on Heidi when we're <laughs> dating. Like, you stay here. I'm going to go out with all my single guy friends. You I think know? I've had a nightmare like that. <laughs> Speaking of nightmares, we should start doing a segment on all your nightmares. Heidi had... <laughs> no, a, let's get... Let's no, stay on no, track here. No, Heidi had a nightmare that day. This is how detailed there are. No, let's, this co- let's movie, finish this. movie related. Let's finish this. She had one so, snake tooth. <laughs> it's like, listen. <laughs> so I also think that your boyfriend's in the wrong. I think that's really rude. The first time that you're spending the holidays with him... He's going out with his friends. If he wants to go out a different time, that's totally fine. He has all freaking year to go out with his friends to leave you and to put you in that position right now where you're already feeling uncomfortable, staying home with his parents. Like you need to stay here. It's like, you're not my dad. No, I don't need to stay here. And yeah, maybe I don't need to go. So I, I don't like that. I think that that's pretty inconsiderate of him. And maybe you just go for less time be like, okay, great. I'll come on the 24th, 25th, and 26th. Like maybe there's a compromise. So you're not there while he's going out with his friends. And if that's his priority, you can come the next day and shorten your stay. Why do you have to be there for 10 days? That sounds like a long commitment. Or you just go out that night on your own. I'm sure there's a bar that would, you know, there's plenty of guys who would buy you drinks the night before Christmas if you were just solo hanging out. And then maybe when he hears that you're going out just to go, Get some drinks on your own and, you know, mingle. See how he likes Maybe that. you even see him out on accident. It's like, oh my gosh, we went to the same place. That's so weird. But uh, you don't have to like meet up with him. But if that was the only bar in town, yeah, like Spencer's saying, you can just go on your own. And if you see him, you see him. If you don't, you don't. I think you just break up with him. Yeah. That's great. Okay. <laughs> um, Here's another one. Am I in the wrong for getting up from my chair in the middle of Christmas dinner and shouting, shut the F up about my body in response to my husband's observation? Okay. So ever since I had my son months ago, my husband has started making indirect comments about my body. Mm. He never says any hurtful words, but I find his, quote, observations, unquote, as he calls it, hurtful. For example, he'd see me wearing an old top and say, oh. That top used to look so good on you, but not anymore, though. Or when he looks at my waist and says, wow, didn't know your waist could get this wide. Basically passive stuff that I tried to ignore till it extended to my friends and family. FYI, this went on for months and months and months. We went to Christmas celebration at his family's home. My sister-in-law complimented my floral maxi dress, and my husband said, I agree, it looks nice on you. Though, I have to admit that your waist could get smaller than this. Awkward silence took over. I was absolutely fuming, and this was my last straw. So I got up from my chair in the middle of dinner and shouted at the top of my lungs, Shut the F up about my body! He was absolutely speechless as his family stared while some others tried to get me to calm down, but the situation got more tense and dinner ended up being cut short and my husband storming off to his friend's place to spend the night upon leaving a very nasty text saying I embarrassed him and made a scene over an observation he made. He called me childish and told me to get therapy for my insecurities instead of verbally abusing him and scaring his family. Now I feel like an absolute idiot a-hole, like I ruined Christmas for him and everybody with my oversensitivity. Am I in the wrong? There's a lot to unpack through this whole thing. I think we need to start from the beginning. 
What did you say to your husband when he would say these things? Like, would you just ignore him? Would you say, hey, that really hurts my feelings? I mean, obviously, this isn't something he should be saying. And he is the asshole, I will say for that. And he shouldn't be commenting on your body like that. Is he trying to be encouraging? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know his motives or what it is. Regardless, what was the communication leading up before? Because that was definitely a conversation that should have kept being had. Like, please stop commenting on my body. I don't appreciate that. I just had a baby. So those conversations need to be happening. Yelling at him in front of his parents. I mean, no, that's not ideal, right? Or just yelling in general, just the communication. Forget who's even there. Forget anything. Obviously, you were at a breaking point, And I'm so sorry that that sounds really hard and that's a hard place to be at, especially in front of people and feeling feeling that pressure too, right? It's like once you have a baby, your body is different. You're different and you still have all these hormones and it's the time when you need the most love, the most support, the most grace. And it sounds like you are getting the exact opposite of that. Is he wrong for going to stay at his friend's house after that too? Yes. Is he wrong for acting childish? He's wrong in a lot of this, right? And where, what is your responsibility in it too? Is like, okay, well, have I been communicating how I've been feeling? I think it's salvageable. I think the sooner, the better, maybe you guys could get some couples therapy or just talk it out. You have nothing to lose at this point, but the most important thing is your love and your marriage and your children. And it's a delicate time. So I would definitely just try to have a real loving, calm conversation with him and just share your heart and be like that. It's just been really hurting my feelings. And, and you can apologize for your part in it or however that is, but I definitely would just focus on moving forward in a loving way and not letting him dictate with your body, which is really hard because that's the person you're like the closest to. And that, that hurts. And I'm so sorry about that. When your mom went back to school to become a therapist, I think you should have done it with her. <laughs> I think you missed your calling because I just feel like I sat mm-hmm. in on a um, anonymous commenter's therapy session. Uh, hopefully they find this on Reddit and get your incredible <laughs> advice and we should bill them. Uh, yeah, what Heidi said. Sounds like you're a more straight up no, short I mean, answer. I just, I just imagine you were just drinking and that's why you... You know, Christmas, a couple of drinks. That would explain the outburst. Um, like Heidi said, if you were always laughing and joking about it with him and like commenting yourself, like we don't know if you were always like, oh my gosh, this used to look good. And then so he's like, oh, I remember that. You still look so good. Maybe you created, you know, we don't, I don't know enough of the information from your version of the facts. It sounds pretty horrible, but, you know. I don't know, Heidi, it just blew my mind with her therapy session. Great job, Heidi. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, I'm about to start crying. <laughs> okay, so for the next one, uh, we have, am I in the wrong for calling my girlfriend the B word for lying about an emergency to test my commitment? Okay, my girlfriend, 29-year-old female, her name is Andrea, and I, a 29-year-old male, have been together for a few months now. Everything had gone smoothly until yesterday when she pulled off a ridiculous stunt. She called me late at night to say that she's seriously injured slash having panic attacks 
and that no one else is with her as her parents are out, which is true. They were out. She said that she's also got some chest pain and she thinks that she's dying and that she's in a really bad state and can hardly breathe. She was having trouble while we spoke. She begged me to help her. She said that she's already called 911, but that she also wanted to let me know. And I was shocked. I took my car to rush towards her house, and it was only after reaching that I found out that she was just joking about it. She met me joyfully and said that she only wanted to see how, quote, committed, unquote, I am during an emergency, as that's an essential part of a relationship or something. I lost my temper and asked her what the F her problem was. She said that she was just testing me, and I got pissed off. I called her a effing b-word and told her that i did not deserve to be treated like trash and made use of like that she was crying by saying that she only wanted to check whether i'm a good fit and i overreacted i left the house immediately and haven't talked to her since she's been texting me but i just ignored her am i in the wrong part of me thinks you know, she's a professional dater and, you know, I, you know, there is some, some logic there, like a little bit unhinged psycho crazy logic where it's like, well, I see, you know, she wants to see if you really care. Cause what if you're like, oh no, let me know what the doctors say, you know? So I see that, but then I also see the potential for other lies and other manipulation. So red flags, but red flag, red <laughs> flag. I would break up with her. That sounds absolutely insane. I can't even believe that she would do that to you. The stress and the anxiety, the fact that she would lie and manipulate you and think that that was okay and like test you out, like, uh uh-uh, uh, by unless this is the love of your life and you're. Willing to, but oh my god! You should have just tested her back and been like, did even a better one, and then broke up with her. Like, got a really good. That that's crazy. I are we supposed to believe all these are true? I feel like this is like a fun little fiction writing Reddit. That's like, crazy. Yeah, is Danny Pellegrino just writing all these? <laughs> these is like unhinged holiday Reddits. Am I in the wrong for refusing to let my stepdaughter live with us? I am a 28-year-old female, and I've been married to my husband, a 42-year-old male, for two years, together for four. He has three children from a previous marriage, Lucas, who is uh, 18 month, or an 18 male, Lily, a 16-year-old female, and Kayla, a 13-year-old female. While I do not dislike children, I don't want children of my own, and I made this very clear to him when we dated. This wasn't an issue because he only got his children for a weekend a month because they live far away from us. I made it very clear that I didn't want to take care of his children apart from the occasional weekend. For the past four years, I've tried my best to be a good stepmother and I've built a good relationship with my stepson Lucas and stepdaughter Kayla, but I am unable to build a relationship with Lily. I've tried to take her out for girls day, shopping trips, and fun outings. She either refuses to go or complains the entire time. The last straw was when I got her something from her wish list last Christmas, a bracelet she wanted, and she threw it away, saying that I got her the wrong one and I was too poor to understand the difference. She then accused me of only marrying her father for his money. 
I usually don't let her comments get to me, but this was the last straw. After this, I stopped trying to interact with her and maintain my distance. The truth is, I didn't marry my husband for his money. We both work in high-paying tech jobs, but I inherited a lot from my parents. I even agreed to pay for part of Lucas's tuition. Anyway, Lily and Kayla want to move to a better school the next school year. The school is closer to our home than their mother's, so my husband said they should live with us. I don't mind living with Kayla, but I don't want to be around Lily. My husband goes to work four days a week while I work from home, so I'll constantly have to be around Lily, and I refuse to do that. I don't mind being around Kayla, but not Lily. I told my husband all this, and he called me an a-hole. And we've been fighting ever since. He says I need to step up as a stepmother and I can't let a teenager hurt me. Lily has been in tears saying it's not fair that I want Kayla but not her and her mother is on her side. Am I in the wrong? I mean, you did say you didn't want anything to do with kids from the jump, but once you, you know, are a gold digger, it's, I'h just kidding. <laughs> you, you got a high-paid tech job. Sure, you do. And inheritance. And inheritance. I don't know. I feel like that daughter must be hearing what the ex-wife's saying, and she probably has more facts than this Reddit thing. So, a little suspicious. A little suspicious. Okay, uh, that's not the question. Uh, what's the question? <laughs> it wasn't, am I a gold digger? The question <laughs> is, am I in the wrong for not wanting? You can't pick. First of all. You can't say I want one kid or the other. You are totally in the wrong for that. That is so hurtful. That is so on a deep, deep level. That's already wrong. Like you need to make that right with the kids for sure. Even if it's not true, that can't be something that you're saying. I want this kid or I don't want that kid. Like that's some deep trauma. So let's just back that up. It's either we want the kids in the house or we don't want the kids in the house. And that's up to you. You have put up the boundaries from the beginning. If that's not something you want in your life, then maybe, you know, that might change your relationship or how you and your husband feel about each other. Life does change too, though, right? So you did commit to your husband. You have been a great stepmom. You have made such an effort. And life changes. So maybe it might be a good opportunity to have them in the house and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, they could always go back and live with their mom. You know, I grew up with a stepmom and my sister was closer growing up to her than I was. And sometimes that just happens. And it doesn't mean that I loved my stepmom less. It was just a different relationship, but she never treated my sister like saying, I want her and not her. You can't do that with kids. That's just a big reel that back. So no matter what, you guys got to get it on the same page if you want the kids in the house together or not. I was thinking for your therapy book that you write, it would be called <laughs> Life Changes by Dr. Do I keep saying there's Heidi some big Pratt. life changes going on? That? Do I keep saying that word? Is that oh, you say a lot to me anytime I'm complaining and now you're using it. it must be your life. Like, does change. Yeah, life does change. I keep hearing that. It does change. It does. And you got to change with it. Or grow what, or with what it. happens. Or people grow apart. Whoa. That just what, got darker. It sounds I like always, her and her husband, oh, they're fighting. Oh, about us. Because you always we tell that to together. me. Oh, okay. We grow together. Ah! <laughs> um, next question. Know. Divorce. I mean, for them. For them. For them. 
Are we just telling you to break up and get divorced? Yes. <laughs> oh. I'm an asshole. <laughs> All right, next. Okay. Um, I think this will be the final. Uh, am I in the wrong? Okay. So, okay. Am I in the wrong? My sister's girl code is different than mine, and now we aren't talking. I'm a single mom, 38, of three, living in a small northern town with limited dating options. My younger sister, 34, is also single and lives in the same community as me. She helped me immensely last year when I left an abusive relationship. I love her and I want her in my life. But we've been fighting for the last three months about a guy. Last summer, we both spotted a very handsome man at a community event. He was new to town and unknown to each of us. Neither of us approached him, just ogled him from afar. Neither of us made any attempt to meet him or any plans to find out who he is. At the end of the community event, we never talked about him again. Fast forward to the fall, and I'm at an open mic night at my favorite bar. And guess who I see? The handsome man from this summer. I made no moves to talk to him or anything. He approached me and asked me or asked to take me out on a date. I was nervous and flattered that he wanted to take me out on a date. We ended up going for a walk and my dog with my dog to get to know each other. Turns out we're very compatible and super attracted to each other. I was hesitant to say anything to my sister about him as she had already kiboshed another potential dating interest because she liked him for a while and asked that I not go on a date with him. After this guy left a sweet note on my car asking if I was single and meet him for coffee because I smiled and said hi to him while feeding the parking meter. I never dated this guy and things didn't work out for my sister with him either. Eventually, I told my sister that I met the handsome man from the summer and went on a date with him and that we really clicked. She was very upset that I went on a date with him. She felt that I should have, quote, wing manned, unquote, for her and introduced him so that she could date him. I'm of the opinion that he was interested in me, asked me for a date, so it would have been weird to connect him with my sister instead. Should I have presented my sister's interests before my own in regards to dating the handsome man from the summer? Her and I have talked a little about this, and I think there's more to it than just sibling rivalry at, in the dating world. The conversation between us stalled out, and now we're silent treatment stalemates. She's introverted and has a hard time meeting new people. I'm more outgoing and find making new friends relatively easy. Too long, didn't read, but my sister is upset that I didn't ask her about dating the handsome man from the summer before I went out with him. She believes that girl code should have prevented me from dating him because she was interested in him. I've checked with my girlfriends and none of them see the issue. It's a small town. There's bound to be some overlapping interests. But as long as you aren't actively pursuing someone that your friends are dating, there is no issue. Am I in the wrong? I do not think you're in the wrong. This sounds like Cinderella or something. <laughs> like your sister has this fantasy about a guy who's not interested in her. You would be in the wrong. And I thought this story was going to say that you're dating someone she dated. Then you're in the wrong. Do, sisters don't date the same people. But if she just had this fantasy crush on a guy she never met, like you are totally not in the wrong. Right, Spencer? No sister is ever responsible setting up sisters. Sisters are supposed to be, you know, jacking each other's boyfriends what? and husband. No, I'm saying like all's fair in love and war. No, what? Oh my, what? What are you talking about? You literally have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's saying because 
the guy, they both saw the good looking guy that she should have set her Sisters up. are not supposed to fight each other for guy. What? No, they're not supposed to hook each other up. Like, no, I, you get this guy, even though I like him. There's no like responsibility. I think as a friend and as a person, this guy wasn't on anyone's radar. He came out of nowhere. So I'm saying, so why should game. she have to well, set you her just up? Went through, like a whole different like, Game of Thrones level of no, I'm just saying, sisters like, that's supposed to kill each other for men and husbands. Like, I'm just saying that like about? there's no like why would they since when the sisters even get along? <laughs> my sister is like my best friend. Right now, not if you guys were both single in the same little small town. Oh my yeah, god. All of a sudden the story changes. Small so town, nice. you're both single. Good-looking guy at the freaking ski lodge. Yeah, you two aren't best friends. Don't play <laughs> oh me. Okay, ridiculous. back to me being right. You're uh, not wrong. It, you are not in the wrong. I'm glad I know. that you. I'm not you. talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> you are not in the wrong. I'm glad that you got a, on a date with this guy, and you and your sister just need to come to terms. And no apologies need to even be made sometimes if that's not going to happen. But you guys are great sisters. Sounds like you need each other in life. And she should actually be happy and supportive of you. Where's that? She's in the wrong for that. She should be supportive. Like, well, good for you. I'm glad one of us got him. Or like, where's that reciprocal loving support? That's what you deserve right now. And that's what I think your sister should be doing. Like, yeah, she can be disappointed, but that's not your job either. You are sisters and you're your own person. You have to live your own life and you're in your own pursuit as well. So you're the one who actually needs the support and encouragement. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you to our incredible listeners. Please continue to share the little screenshots that you're listening and tag us so we can share it because thanks to you and all your amazing marketing, we have one of the top podcasts in the world now. So we th- we just love you. Keep doing that. And then th- there's a little thing where you can do the stars. Make sure you may we give the five stars. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you know, even though you already have a Spotify account and you're a paid subscriber, you just have both. You can also hit play in Apple. Leave five stars, please. And a quick little review, just one sentence, how this is the greatest podcast in the world. Thank you for all the love and just the prayers that you send our way and life changes. Hey, you want to wrap that one up? Thank you. I'll see you guys next week.